1: Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier and joining me today as always is Layden McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Layden, what is going on sir?
0: Not much. It's Friday, uh, end of the week, uh, and apparently we've got Jerry Jones joining draft Twitter as a member of the Kyle Pitts hype train. Uh, lots of things are going on in the news, and uh, I'm excited to start talking about
1: it. Yeah, I'm uh, infatuated with this weekend coming up. I think that's,
0: <laughs> uh, you'll, that's the key word, right? Yes,
1: that's the key word. So uh, let's go ahead and start there, and There was a report uh, over the week uh, from Chris Mortensen at ESPN that Jerry Jones is infatuated with Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. I want to start by saying Chris Mortensen is actually somebody who is very, very reliable and does have a very good relationship with Jerry Jones. So if he's saying that, I've got to believe that's true. Now we're going to talk about the other parts of this in a second, but first and foremost, do you believe this report from Chris Mortensen?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I totally believe it. I mean, why wouldn't you be? I, why wouldn't you that? believe it? Yeah, I mean, who is it? Who is it infatuated with? Kyle Pitts? Like, I, I think he's a generational type player. He's we throw that word around a lot, but I mean, I've well, that never. That's next question. Him. Hold
1: on, I'm going to ask you this really quickly. Before, yeah, please. You, you you mentioned generational. I I've been saying this on Twitter now. Do you believe he is a generational talent at tight end?
0: I mean, I think he's a generational talent as a pass catcher, not just okay. a tight end. Like, wow. okay. I I don't. I don't know that you see very many guys. I mean, you don't. You don't see guys that look like him that 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 are as smooth as he is. That have his kind of physical dominance, like you know, big, tall, incredible. I mean, the, the 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 wingspan is is like the what is the largest wingspan that they've recorded any tight end or wide receiver in the last twenty years or something ridiculous. Yep, since 1999, I mean- Yep he's he's a freak of nature from almost every angle that you can look at and he's obsessed with playing tight end and obsessed with playing uh playing the position like he's high football iq guy like i don't see any weakness to his game like literally the only the only mark against him is that he plays a position that doesn't traditionally pan out well when you draft it high that's that's literally that's the not his fault. that i've seen yeah right. I no, mean, that's so... not his
1: fault he can't control that at all right he can't control that eric ebron went higher than he should have or uh you know i mean there's a bunch of other guys that went higher. vernon
0: davis doesn't burn. doesn't really like football that much or, that, you know, or sure. that, I, mean, I mean honestly that's that's the case but
1: because i agree i mean i the way that i'm thinking about this is i'm thinking about the players in this draft that would likely have to guard him one-on-one like you and i are both <laughs> huge Jeremiah Usu koromora fans right like we think he's a fantastic player but he's like 6 foot 1 215 pounds and you're asking him to cover a 6 6 250 pound tight end that runs just as fast if not faster than, faster than you do and has a what 5 inch height advantage and a 10 inch wingspan this i mean th- honestly that's a first round pick that's designed to cover those type of players and that's a massive mismatch in Kyle Pitts' favor.
0: I, I mean, I'll do you one better. Who in the NFL can you imagine that can cover a guy like this? Like I I I mean, just I, I know he's a rookie and we're really shooting high for these guys, but I mean there's only a I handful think... of
1: guys that match up size and athletically to that. Like I could Derwin James if he's healthy, because he can kind of match up <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, but you're talking about like all pro talents that might be able to match up against him.
0: Yeah, and so I think that's you know that's where you start, right? You start saying, "This is the ultimate matchup weapon." I mean, he's the number. If the Cowboys drafted him, he would be the number one matchup problem f- on the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, like with with Amari Cooper, with 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 C.D. Lamb, with Michael Gallup, this guy would immediately be the number one most difficult guy to cover on that team, probably.
1: All right. So let's again let's talk about jerry jones loving him i i think this is obviously it's true if he gets to number 10 and let's say patrick sartain is available as well well I, it seems like we're trending in the direction where he's not going to be there yeah do you believe the cowboys would pick him
0: yeah it's funny because uh, i mean I, I i like every other draft fan out there is running you know mock draft simulators uh constantly and just seeing yeah. what's going on right. I had two or three that happened last night where Kyle Pitts fell to me in a dra- mock draft simulator, and it seemed extremely realistic. It seemed, you know, it seemed exceedingly possible, like that 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 the way that they kind of the top nine picks worked itself out that Kyle Pitts would fall to you, and it didn't seem totally out, outside the question. Um, I, I think if he falls to you, you absolutely have to pick him. Like you, yeah, you absolutely yeah. have to consider it. I mean, I, I think. It, it it would pain me i mean to the to, to a large degree if that makes sense to kind of be like okay uh, yeah i i i think sertan is a great fit for what you need and for what you're looking for there's a lot of great fit aspects to sertan there but i mean Pitts is too good of a talent to exactly what and, it is, and, right. and and if you passed on him uh you would ultimately really regret it even if sertan really worked out well i think i mean because uh Pitts is, I mean, look, we're we're all putting it on the line. Like, cause because like it's like you said, there is a ton of history of this position busting out in the top 10. There is a lot of risk in discussing, you know, taking a tight end in the top 10 because of that, because there have been guys that have been called generational talents beforehand. But I, I just think that Pitts is different than all of those guys. And on top of that, like I think you could put him in. You could, if you put wide receiver next to his name, yeah, he'd still be a top ten pick. I mean, oh, of he, course, because he's he, he's he's that kind of talent. I, I just think it's he's a rare mismatch player, and, and and you don't get an opportunity to get your hands on players like this ever.
1: I, I agree. Now, what do you say to the people that believe? You know, look, we already had Dalton Schultz last year. He performed pretty well. Uh, they have Blake Jarwin under contract. There's only so many targets to go around. Uh, what is your response to that Landon? Because for me, there's tight ends in the league that are like the the product of their environment. And I think that's a little bit of like what Dalton Schultz was last year, right? He, he benefited from being the fourth or fifth target in the passing game. And then there's other tight ends in the league that are the environment, right? And everybody else thrives off them, like the George Kittle and the Travis Kelsey and the Darren Waller. I think that's what Kyle Pitts is. And he makes... He makes Amari Cooper better. He makes yeah. Michael or Michael Gallup and CD Lamb better. Uh, what do you believe about the people that they're already set enough at tight end?
0: What's what's the conversation that they always have uh uh with quarterbacks? It's uh are you the driver or are you the caboose, right? Are you the are you the, the reason of for the success or are you just the the the, the caretaker who is maintaining the the, the, sh- the ship throughout throughout yeah. the game? Uh, Pitts to me—that's the difference between those guys and Pitts, right? Is that yep, yep. Schultz and Jarwin, even Jarwin, who's who's you know a step up above Schultz as a receiver and yes, all that. Yes. I think he's a guy who, uh, you know, alone on a team is probably not dominating and 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 not getting the shares, but because he's taking advantage of all the other talent that's around him. Ah, uh, he's able to, you know, they're they're both able to uh, produce at a, at a level because they they have sufficient enough skills to take advantage of of the advantages that are created by the space uh, provided by the other players in the offense, uh, so. by the scheming that's happening and uh, the attention that's that's being put on on people like Cooper and and Gallup and C.D. Lamb. Uh, with Pitts, he is the attention. Yes, you know, he is yeah. he's the he's the driver, and now he's suddenly the, you're in,
1: the, t- in the on the offense, right?
0: He's the guy that you're like it, it, to look at it this way, when you're playing the, the the when you're playing uh New England in week seventeen this year, uh and Belichick's trying to figure out who to take out because mm-hmm. that's how Belichick wants to do it. He wants to make you play left-handed. I guarantee you Kyle Pitts is the guy that he's gonna be focusing on. Or at least in a um, year or two, right? Once he kind of yeah. develops it. Yeah, way. yeah. I mean, maybe a, maybe we're maybe we're no, you're right. him too quickly, but, you're but right. I think he, he's like, the
1: guy that defensive coordinators are gonna be up late at night yeah. sweating about because they can't figure out a way to stop him. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, we're Thanks. going to talk a little bit about whether or not the Cowboys really would consider going up and getting Kyle Pitts. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. We also got golf this weekend, the Masters is on. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lena, let's continue to talk about this report from Chris Mortensen where he said – Cowboys love Kyle Pitts, and they might even consider trading up all the way to number four to acquire him. Now, when I first heard that, that sounds a little bit like Atlanta trying to drum up some interest, right, to come up in the somebody to trade in that spot. But do you believe that the Cowboys would consider moving up at all for Pitts?
0: you know the, the whole thing with moving up for pitts is is made more difficult by the quarterback situation in the top of the draft right because mm-hmm. the, the, it, suddenly it becomes cost prohibitive i mean because now you're competing with teams that are trying to trade up to 4 for a potential quarterback right so i, I was I, i've been thinking about this since we've you know since the mort report came out and actually i had missed that they are actually considering trading up to 4 i just was doing it on my own to see what would be possible uh <laughs> You know, I, I think what what I would do is go go to Atlanta and say, look, uh, you know, you guys likely will have a market for your quarterback, uh, for a quarterback here for guys that's coming up for your pick for a quarterback. If you don't, if for some reason that market doesn't develop the way they it was, and I, I think that there's a chance that if the quarterbacks fall in a certain way, that there could be a a, a spot where we get to you know. Pick three, gets done, whatever quarterback San Francisco takes. I think that there actually could be a chance that we get to four and teams aren't interested in trading up for quarterback. It, and it's not because they aren't interested in the quarterback, but because they feel like they're willing to take the risk you know, to to well, because like they wait. probably
1: know five is not going to be a yep. quarterback with Burrow. Exactly, we, Miami's not going to take a quarterback or trading back up, so seven might be the natural landing spot. And even if you don't believe that Detroit's going to take one, you could wait to potentially nine because the Panthers just got their quarterback at eight. So I think you're on the right track.
0: So my point being, yeah, exactly is that there may it may get to the point where the market actually dries up for Atlanta at four and they still want to trade back because they don't necessarily want to just take the player that's available. I mean i I don't know if this is a real scenario or not, but I could definitely see a situation where Atlanta would love to move back a little bit to pick up some more picks uh and then still draft you know a player at at uh, still in the top ten and that's where the Cowboys could come in and say, look, if you don't get the deal that you want from uh carolina from uh you know new england from any of washington. these teams that potentially yep, yep. washington that, that potentially could be looking to move up give us a call we you know we we're not going to make you the same offer that those guys are because we're not coming up for a quarterback but if you're still interested in moving back if if, if that's what you know you had penciled in for your plan here we can have a conversation, and then okay. I think that's when you start having the conversation about what it is. And even and even then, Marcus, it's still very costly. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. like it's cheap, but it, at the very least, you have to figure out a way to separate yourself out of those teams that are trying to come up for a quarterback because that's that makes it even more expensive yeah. to the point where it's absolutely prohibitive.
1: Yeah, and just to put some players with teams, right? I could very easily see Atlanta saying, "Hey." We have JC Horn as our best defensive player in the draft, but taking him at four is a little expensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not going to get a first-round pick, and we don't want to slide all the way down to 15 because he won't be there. So let's let's go down to nine or 10, pick up a X draft pick, and move on. Now, the question is, what is X for the Cowboys? What would you be willing to give up to go get Kyle Pitts? I think, listen, I, I'm a huge Kyle Pitts fan. I think any, everybody knows this by this point. But I think when you're talking about giving up pick 44, that's where I start to get a little okay, that's that's too much because now we're out of the range of finding corners probably because you're, you know, that pick 75, you're probably not going to be able to address your your linebacker need. Yep. What would you be willing to give up to go to number 4?
0: Well, I mean, first of all, we got to talk about what like what it basically is to get up there and i, I think y- you mentioned it is that i mean does, pull up the trade value chart as we're yeah to pull up the trade chart because I, I think 44 is i i, I i'm not even 100 percent sure that 44 is enough to get up to four uh it would I be think, it would be yeah it would be very very close like within
1: 50 points
0: that within 50 points which way <laughs> it
1: would be the Lana's way so the cowboys would need to give up probably another like a round five maybe even late round four pick
0: yeah i mean that's that's very pricey and um uh, and again it's it's made even more difficult for the cowboys by the needs that they have right on defense you, mm-hmm. you give up 44 for pits uh and now you're really limiting the opportunities you have to uh to kind of improve the defense, which you absolutely need to do. That's too expensive.
1: Uh, How about what if, what if you do this? What if it's your two third round picks? Now, obviously that's way under value in Atlanta would be taking a quote unquote loss here. But if they just wanted to move down, pick up a couple top 100 picks and continue to improve their defense. Is that something you would be interested in?
0: You know, maybe if I could throw in. Like if it's too short, maybe you can throw in a pick from 2022, you know, just to just one of your comp picks, like your fifth fifth round pick comp next year. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think that's really pricey um, and you really got to nail that 44th pick. Um, But I think that that's, I think that's, that's doable. I mean, look, Cal Pitts is that kind of talent. Like,
1: uh, you're not going to worry about
0: it if he hits, right? Like the two third round
1: picks you gave up, it's not going to be a big deal at all.
0: I, I don't. You know, I don't love trading up. Like I, I mean, especially in the top ten, it's just so pricey, and 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 a lot of times it just doesn't work out. Pitts is just a rare player, you know, yeah, and uh, yeah. I think that that's why it's okay. Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this conversation about anybody else. No, I mean, I, like, no. I just, I just don't think it's, it's worth it. Even Sertan, like
1: I, I think Sertan's no. the best defensive player in the draft. Like I'm, I'm. He's actually- not like that though. No, it right. I'm saying I'm actually out against trading up at all for certain. If it meant like going from like 10 to eight, I'm good because I don't think I I like certain better than JC Horn, but there's not enough of a gap where I want to give up a third round pick to go get one. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. I, I and, agree. I think I think it's anybody except for Pitts I, I wouldn't trade up because we we need these picks, you yes. know, and uh, I think Pitts is the only guy who could. On his own, you know, increase your, 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 the increase the value of your team, the, 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 the capacity of your, the team, the ability of your team, uh, by himself, you know, more than anybody else outside of a quarterback, but you don't, you, you yep. don't have room for a quarterback. All right. Before we move on,
1: do you, do you buy this report that the Cowboys are actually considering moving up? Because truthfully, I don't. I actually think it's the other way. I think they'd like to bail on the pick more than they would like to trade up.
0: I, I, I I kind of believe it, but I I don't like I, I I think I I believe that Jerry is very interested in doing it. I just don't know that that means that they will do it. You know, I, I think that's fair. I, right?
1: Like I think they've talked about it, but I don't think it's something that will ultimately get done. if That makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah it's it's too it's too difficult. To, I will say this: it's too difficult of a needle to thread because yeah. because even you know even if you. Look at all the the all the 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 things that we had to get through to just get to the point where we could say that we could do this trade, right? We we had to make Atlanta had to have no one else trading it for quarterback. Uh, you know, the, the, we had to go through all these scenarios and all these caveats to even come up with a situation where the Cowboys could potentially be in a spot to trade up before right. to do this. Right. So, uh, yeah, I it just it's not very realistic. Uh, but I think you know, it makes for it, good content. It, I'll, I'll tell you that. I, I think it certainly makes for good content, and I also think that if 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 you know the opportunity opened itself up. I mean, we've seen we've seen them do crazier things.
1: Yeah, we have. Uh, let's take one more break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Speaking of Kyle Pitts, I would mm. say that coconut brownie chunks is the the Kyle Pitts of rare uh, Built Bar. Rare. Yeah, it's very very rare. <laughs> Uh, get, uh, best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on 15, and you'll get 15% off your next box. Again, that is builtbar.com locked on 15. All right, Lynn, the final thing we need to talk about is a, a signing get the Cowboys actually made this mm-hmm. week. It went under the radar. Um, uh, they signed tight end Jeremy Sprinkle. Uh, I think the, the most notable thing about Jeremy Sprinkle, I think he got kicked out of a bowl game from stealing from. Was it a grocery store in college? I think when he was at Arkansas.
0: But anyways. uh, Yeah. So so, it's like a weird thing with like the bowl game sponsor, right? Yeah. He stole something from the bowl game sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that. Uh, Not
1: really a receiver, but has developed into a pretty solid blocker. I I saw, I saw where this report came out. The first thing was, well, this means the Cowboys aren't taking Kyle Pitts.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's not the think, case at all. I, I don't think Jeremy Sprinkle is uh, has an influence on whether or not you should no. take Kyle Pitts. No, yeah. what this is
1: is somebody to replace Blake Bell and yep. replace the old friend of ours, Jamaal Olawale, correct? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think uh, this is a blocking tight end. This is a guy for special teams, the guy for jumbo packages uh, when you really need somebody who can actually move a body out of a hole. Uh, he can do that. Um, you know, he's he's uh, this you know, this is a role that a lot of these guys uh, Developing later in their careers, right? They they're mm-hmm. not the receiving threats, and the one thing that tight ends coming out of college can't seem to do very well is block. Yes, <laughs> so yes. You, you you if you if you need a blocking tight end, you're usually going to have to sign a guy like Blake Bell, like Jeremy Sprinkle, who has been in the league a little bit, has developed, and uh, and understands how to block. Uh, so that's why you go out and sign guys like this, because I mean, even if you <laughs> Kyle Pitts and, and Jeremy Sprinkle do different things, you know. Yes. <laughs> and their assignments, their assignments will be very different, even yes. if they were in the same time. I mean, frankly, Blake Jarwin and, and, and Jeremy Sprinkle will do different things. Yeah, they're so, almost uh, I, different I, yeah. positions, right? They literally yeah. almost Tied, play
1: different positions.
0: Tight end is such a, a position that you know it's, it's such a catch-all for body types of anywhere between 6'2 to 6'6, six, six, and you know, that sure. you can do a whole bunch of different things, whether you're an F or an on line or a Y or a uh, at actual fullback. So yeah, I think there's uh, lots of opportunities for different types of jobs that, that tight end can fill. Uh, and Jeremy kind of just provides a different type of, yep. of set that, that, that tight end room doesn't currently have or didn't currently have until we signed. It, him. It,
1: it is interesting because tight end is one of those spots. As you mentioned that you have all different shapes and sizes. Like uh, i remember Gerald Everett is a six foot <laughs> two, yeah. 220 pound tight end. And then you got somebody like Lee Smith, who played for the Bills last year, who is six foot seven and almost three hundred pounds, and yet they're labeled as the same position, but they couldn't be any more different. Uh, for Sprinkle, I think, listen, he's coming in and he's competing competing with Sean McEwen, right? Their yeah. drafted free agent last year from Michigan. Sprinkle's got a much bigger body. I think he's got a lot more power to his game. I would, if I had to guess right now, I think Sprinkle's way more likely to make the active roster and play over McEwen just because. He's a better blocker, and if you need somebody for short yardage packages and goal line and special teams, it seems like Sprinkle, you know, can fit, fill that fill that role. And again, only 26 years old, has 33 yeah. career starts under his belt. This is a this is a really nice tight end three on a very reasonable deal. So I know it went under the radar. I, I was very happy when I saw this move because this is the exact kind of player this offense needs.
0: Well, this is the exact kind of signing that the Cowboys do, right? Yes. Like, I mean, it, yes. everyone wants to, everyone wants to spend a bunch of big money on big names and free agency, uh, and the Cowboys are happy to get really good deals on very solid players to fill out different parts of their roster, and then they try to go out and get the high end players in the draft, which again. Kind of lends to the idea that maybe trading up isn't the worst idea. If, 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 I mean, it's it's not generally a great idea. No, uh, but you gotta be very really
1: picky about it, right?
0: Yeah, and and, and you gotta you gotta be mo- moving up for impact players, and th- and that applies whether you're talking about moving from ten to four or forty-four to twenty-seven yes. or twenty-five. Yes. But, you know, if, if you're doing those things, you're doing it to get impact players that you love that are on your board that you don't think you're gonna make it to your pick, uh, because. You know, and and that is what justifies a lot of the nibbling at the edge in free agency is because you're getting your roster filled with solid players in the middle of your roster. And then you populate the top end of your roster with dynamic draft picks that you are either able to trade up to get or allow fall to you because of uh, other people, you know, drafting crazy things around you and not paying attention to the actual positional value.
1: That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcast, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. We're also on YouTube. If you're watching this yes. on YouTube, we thank you so much. Uh, we're really trying to get to that 1,000 subscriber mark, so please, please help us out. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We will be back on Monday for more draft talk.